What if I told you that the oldest seed that has ever been successfully germinated is from a little country called Israel? What would you think about that? Quite recently, archaeologists discovered a clay jar in the ruins of King Herod the Great's palace. In this jar was a collection of seeds. These seeds were dated to be about 2000 years old, bringing their time to the first century. They were around at the same time when Jesus the Messiah was walking within the confines of Jerusalem. A scientist wrote about it and said the following. These dates are some of the oldest plants ever successfully germinated. That's because DNA and RNA usually fragment over time into tiny pieces. That may be enough for ancient DNA analysis, but not to grow a living date palm plant. For these seeds to germinate, the DNA had to be intact, which goes against a lot of what we know about DNA preservation, says University of York archaeogeneticist Nathan Wales. But it's extraordinary. It beggars belief that you would have entire chromosomes intact. You see, brother, sister, scientists know that DNA breaks up over time. It does not stay intact, especially over such a period of time as long as 2000 years. And even in the mouth of scientists, for these seeds that were planted to grow anything, that's, in their words, beggaring belief. In my words, that's a miracle. When I first saw that something was actually coming up, I could not take my eyes off of it. So these date palm trees, there was one that was planted and spring forth from one of these 2000 year old seeds. I want us to talk a little about about palm trees and what the Bible teaches about them, because I believe that when something significant and even miraculous like this occurs today, and especially since there is such a deep connection to Israel with this miracle, I think that there is a spiritual connection and significance to it that I want to explore in this video. Palm trees in the Bible. In the book of Psalm, chapter 92, verse 12, we read, The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Furthermore, Revelation 7 verse 9, we read, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, they said, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne, and to the lamb palm branches is equated to that righteousness and that's why in the book of revelation with the great multitude they are worshiping god and the lamb the father and the son 
with these palm branches. This is significant because it is their righteousness that they are worshiping him with because the father takes pleasure in our righteousness. He takes pleasure in what and us who we who have committed our lives to the son believed in him for his righteousness to be imputed unto us and for us to then continue in that righteousness walking as he walked. That is what pleases the heart of the father. And that is why when we worship him, we have to have that before him. You can, what does it help for us to worship him yet live in unrighteousness, Right. So this is what these palm branches are about. And similarly, at the Feast of Tabernacles, we that this biblical feast are instructed to use palm branches too. And we read in Leviticus 23, verse 40, you shall take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees, boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. You see, brothers and sisters, the Feast of Tabernacles, this rehearsal in Leviticus 23 that God is telling us to do, waving palm branches as we rejoice before him. Very similar to Revelation because Revelation is about the wedding supper of the Lamb. The same thing that the Feast of Tabernacles is pointing to and what we do, what we rehearse when we celebrate it every year leading up to that glorious day in Revelation when we will stand before him to worship him with palm branches yet again. This is all about our righteousness. This is all about how we conduct ourselves that to be off to the actions of the Messiah. Now, brothers and sisters, what is significant? What is this seed about that was miraculously grown? This plant miraculously grown from a 2000 year old seed. You see, I want to submit to you something. 2000 years ago, there was a seed that entered this world. There were there were seeds that got scattered by the Messiah. He went like that Samaritan woman he met at the well. He gave her seeds and she went with these seeds. And you remember what he told her? You, I am calling worshipers who will worship me in spirit and in truth. And when she received what, what she got at that well, she went to Samaria and proclaimed to the Samaritans that the Messiah has come. She was one of the first ones to do that and start this walk and this revelation of spirit and truth. And see, that was what the, what, what the early church was built on. It was built on the seed of spirit and truth. To worship the Lord in truth, that is obedience to his instructions, to walk in holiness. Because what Messiah would we have if he did not have the truth of his father in him? He said, I did not come, but to speak what I see my father say and do what I see my father do. And he even said, look at Moses, because you need to believe in Moses if you want to believe in me. He was referring to the truth given through Moses to God's people, which the father did on Mount Sinai. And then furthermore, to worship in spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, the breath of God that fills us and empowers us to be walking in the truth because you can't do it on your own strength. 
empower you to walk in truth and empower you to be a light to the nations, a vessel for others to drink the living water from. You see, this is what it looks like. We need to walk in power like the Messiah did because he left that for us. If he gave us authority to cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead and work as a work, do works that are as signs to people around us like that Samaritan woman. He came to her and he spoke to her heart because he received a download, a word of knowledge. That's a spiritual gift from the father who when he knew and he spoke about her life to her. He was able to reach her heart. That's what God calls us to do, to reach the hearts of men through the giftings of the spirit that he puts in us. Now, brothers and sisters, all these things, the truth, the spirit, this is the seed that the Messiah came to bring when he came to his people. This is the seed that was deposited in the early church and walked out by the early church. However, something happened along the way. And some of that was lost. For close to 2000 years after the early church moved along and we went to the next and the next generation as the generations went along, a lot of what I just spoke about started getting lost and convoluted with pagan traditions and, and teachings and traditions of men that and, and we came to this place where we called it orthodoxy, but it was not orthodox at all compared to the early church. And today, much of the denominations, many of the denominations that we see today, some are a far cry from what the early church looked like because they don't do the miracles that the Messiah did. They don't walk in power. And some others don't even walk in truth. They teach that his truth has abolished, his laws abolished, and we don't need to walk like our Messiah in that way. Some of these seeds were buried deep. They were thrown, tossed aside. They were as the empires were destroyed and the, uh, and there were battles and wars between people. A lot of these seeds got buried deep in the ground. And that's what got dug up just a few years ago when they found that jar of seeds. And when they planted that seed and it grew a palm tree, that palm tree represents the righteousness that we just read in the scriptures, the righteousness of God that he gives us through his spirit and his truth. Because that he is seeking such to worship him with palm branches, those who worship and walk in spirit and truth. And that I want to submit to you, this physical seed that was miraculously grown, this plant that was grown from a 2000 year old seed, this palm tree. This palm tree is growing branches for his people to use to worship the father with on a spiritual level. This is what God is doing. He is saying, I am restoring the seed that has been lost for 2000 years. The seed that I came to put in this world. You, many of you have a part of it. Many others of you have another part of it. I am giving it all back. I'm restoring it back to the way that the early church had it. So you can see me do miracles in your in your sight. So you can see me do bring truth to your eyes so you can delight in my law again. And so you can be a light to the nations again. So you can return to your first love the way you ought to again. This is the seed that the father is revealing back to us. This tree was planted and started growing around the year 2007. 
The year 2007 is, I want to submit to you, very significant. It is around the year 2007 when we saw a lot of these things I am just talking about here now start erupting in small pockets all around the world. And today it's like a sweeping revival across Christianity. It is not where it is supposed to be yet and it is still growing, but it is And it started around the year 2007 to 2009, around there, this thing started growing at the same time when this palm tree started growing. And even more recently, this palm tree that they grew started bearing fruit because it takes a few years for a palm tree to bear fruit. And this tree started bearing fruit. Brothers and sisters, your Messiah bore fruit worthy of repentance. He bore fruit that is lovely and pure. And if you truly believe in him, if you truly believe in what he said, you will bear fruit of the same kind. If you go and you take the seed of a lemon tree, you plant it in the ground and it grows an apple tree. You tell me that's weird. But why is it that we have Christians who say that they are seeds of a Messiah who was a Jewish man, a Jewish rabbi of the first century, by the way. Yet their fruit looks totally different from his. They do not look like him. It's like an apple in a lemon tree. The father is saying, are you bearing fruit worthy of repentance? Are you bearing fruit after its kind? Are you, if you are of the seed of the Messiah, do you bear the fruits that he bore? Because if not, it's totally time to do introspection and dig and ask, Lord, do I need to dig a little deeper in this ground to find this seed that is lost? And don't tell me you're all right because your parents believe what you believe. There are many lies that we have inherited, brothers and sisters. And so just like in the first century, when Yeshua was around, the religious men of the day, they have inherited lies by then. I want to submit to you today, many of the religious men of today have similarly inherited lies. Am I saying that no one is saved? No, but I am saying that God is calling us to a deeper place of relationship and to bear fruit after his likeness. I want to end it off with this. John 12, verse 12. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. Just as it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Brothers and sisters, these people were putting palm branches down before him as he was coming into this city. They were preparing the way, the path for the king's colt. In the same way. Just like they, as well as John the Baptist, prepare the way for his first coming. You and me, we have been commissioned by the Messiah to prepare the way for his second coming. He is coming. And the world is not ready. 
you ought to prepare the world around you by becoming a seed, a plant that bears good fruit after your Messiah. So the world would see it. They would take a bite of it. They would open and see this fruit is not rotten. This fruit is healthy and good. And this is the best I have ever tasted. That's what the world will say when I taste of that fruit of the Messiah. Go and be that fruit. Go and be that light. Do not hide it under a basket. Do not hide it and bury it in the ground. But let your seed grow for the world to see. And see, if you grow up for the world to see, you're going to look different. You're going to look strange. You're going to look weird. And many in the world are going to hate you for it. That's what the Messiah said would happen. That if you are truly in me, the world will hate you because they hated me first. So you will look different. Do not be shocked when things are difficult, when you look so different. But that's what he called you to. He called you to be different. Because if you look just the same, who will ever receive salvation? Who will see the light if you are just as dark as the darkness? Be different. The Father is about to germinate your seed. He is about to do a miracle to reignite that which was lost for 2000 years in your very heart. Imagine if you could become the person in your community that is after that is after the likeness of the early church. If you are the individual in your community like that, imagine what can be done. Imagine what can change. Imagine the miracles. Imagine the transformations. Don't tell me he doesn't do that anymore. He does what he did in the early church, and he will do it with anyone who is willing to simply believe that he can and will. Will you be the one who believes to astonish the world, just like these scientists we're astonished at the growing of the seed. And perhaps even one day have a whole plantation of ancient trees, male and female ancient trees, and reintroduce the ancient date back into agriculture.